Welcome to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. This is your host, Jamel Godlewski. We are at the end of our leadership season. This has been a long one. I hope there's been some beneficial things that you've learned or things that have struck you. So I want to wrap everything up today. And I really think I have like the top three takeaways. All right. Before we really get started, I do want to say that I'm developing a leadership curriculum and either in the end of 2022 or beginning of 2023, I'll have a series of leadership classes, probably virtual classes that you can sign up for. So keep your eyes and ears open um, for that to come in the future. Go a little bit deeper in all of these topics that we've covered and um, some hands-on stuff, all right, that I can give you that you can put into practice. Okay, so let's start the wrapping up. First, I think when we really started, I hope you got that my definition of leadership is influence. And in my eyes, we are all influencing somebody or somebodies. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's taking note of what you're saying and what you're doing, how you're acting, what your behavior is, what your attitude is. So I believe all of us are leaders. Okay. Um, It really comes down to this. Even if you don't see yourself that way, I want you to ask yourself, am I making a positive impact or am I making a negative impact by what people are seeing? Even if you're like, well, I'm not a boss. I don't even have kids. So do you think you're making a positive impact on this world or a negative one? Just saying, you got to answer that. Not me. I don't believe there is no neutral. I think it's one or the other. I think we have days where we're more positive and there might be days where we're a little bit more on the negative side. We're human beings. None of us are perfect. We also talked about that you need to know yourself, your personality, your learning style, what motivates you. And you need to know your team. We are each created uniquely with purpose, with gifts, all of us. And then God wants us to use our uniqueness and our gifts to impact people in a positive way. So you got to know who you are, really. Who, what are your beliefs? What are your core beliefs? How do you engage the world? How do you engage people? What motivates you? I think this is where we talked about introvert and extrovert, those kind of things. Enneagrams, I'm a challenger. I got to know that. I know that about myself so that when I bring on team members, most of them are not challengers, right? So I bring on people that can kind of tame down my challenge and even me out. And then I need to know how the people that I'm trying to impact, the people that I'm working with. How are they reading what I'm saying so that I can communicate better with them? I know what's going to motivate them. I know what gets them going. I also know what turns them off. Okay. Knowing yourself, knowing your team. And then we talked about obstacles in general. You're going to go through the fire and you're going to have times of loneliness. There's going to be a lot of noise. You're surrounded by this. And there's going to be these times that you're going through the fire and you're alone and you'll want to give up. 
the stress is too much. Okay, so what do we do? These are my top three, okay? Number one, make sure your foundation is very strong. Okay, so what's your foundation? To me, it's your faith. Where's your faith? Are you, are you spending time with God? Do you have like a real strong conviction? I'm telling you, this is, it's, it's going to challenge your foundation if you don't have a strong one. First time I went into a real leadership role where I had people under me, okay? Like I was their direct report. I was their hiring person. I had a boss that, mm, by the way, I learned more how not to be a boss from him than how to be a boss. But the one thing he said was, if your faith is not strong, this job is going to eat you alive. Needless to say, this job drove me to my knees and my faith increased exponentially. It had to. It had to. Like God was all I had many times, many, many times. So I've had to make my faith really, really strong. Wise counsel told me that as well. Number one thing is not your family. It's not the people you serve. It's not even going to church, y'all. It's you and Jesus, number one thing. So your foundation being strong, that's going to be where it's at. A foundation of a few key people, a support system, let's call them. That is going to be key in your foundation. The church, I'm not talking about a building. The church is people. We are supposed to be strengthening and building each other up. So do you have people? All right. Part of your foundation with the Lord and Jesus is having people. We need to have some people. Make sure that foundation is strong. Everything up here can be shaken, right? Wind comes through, storm comes through. You might have a tree fall on your house, might lose a window. Foundation, strong. Number two, second, I believe, most important thing is solitude. Turn off the noise. Turn off your phone. Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Complete 100% solitude. Stop looking at the news feed. Stop watching news in general. Cut out the meetings. Cut out the expectations of others. Solitude. You and Jesus. Most of us are scared to go there. We like to fill ourselves with noise and stuff and activity because we're avoiding solitude. But that solitude, that time alone is really where your foundation is developed. I personally think that the more responsibilities you have, the more time you better have for solitude. You can't use these stupid excuses of, I'm too busy. Those are excuses. Come on, come on. For example, I went on vacation this summer. 
three days in Boston. And then my daughter and I went to the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Now, granted, I'm going through the fire at the time, kind of was hoping the aliens would abduct me or Sasquatch would get me, whatever. But when we were in the White Mountains, there is no cell phone service, none. It is me, my daughter, and our tent in the forest. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I know you might think, nah, I don't want to be in a forest. The wonderful part was I didn't have an option of going to any of those things. There was no option of radio. There was no option of TV and internet. I read an entire book in like a day and a half. Then I was bored because <laughs> I get bored kind of easily. I like I liked activity, but I literally had to just be alone with God. Many times it was in the morning when my daughter's still sleeping and I'm starting to get the fire going because I want to make a cup of coffee. And I would just sit there with my devotional, my Bible, with the fire and my coffee. Solitude. Did you hear me? Solitude. You can do it. Make time for it. It's very important. It'll build that foundation, make it strong and keep it strong. And then number three out of the top three is Sabbath, rest. We are not meant to work all the time. With technology, it seems that we are supposed to be on call all the time, whether it be email, texting, social media, whatever. No, 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 no. Sabbath, rest. Do not check your email. All right. Don't answer work messages, text messages. Just don't. You have to set up boundaries for yourself. This is biblical, everybody. Human beings need rest, rejuvenation, and renewal. We have to take time to step away from our offices, from our work, and truly rest. I believe it needs to happen weekly. My personal opinion I think I'm backed by a lot of good research and the Bible, but you've got to have Sabbath time. Now, you might be thinking, well, why didn't you include this with solitude? Well, I, may, I kept them separate because your Sabbath time might include going to church. It might include being around your friends and your family and relaxing, enjoying one another, of um, going to a birthday party, that can all be part of your Sabbath time. So solitude is by yourself. Sabbath time can be with others. It can be. If that's, if that's your gig, if that's what you enjoy, right? For me, I, I have a little bit of both. You got to have both. You got to have solitude and you got to have Sabbath time and you got to have people. That was back at that foundation. And you got to have times where you can just relax, where there's not really an expectation on you. Now, if you're a parent of young kids, this might be a little bit harder for you, right? Because they actually depend on you for like food and clothing and safety and shelter over their head. So Sabbath and solitude might be really, really difficult. That's where your people come in. And that's where you have to say to your people, hey, can you watch my, my kids for me for a couple hours so I can have some solitude? 
or you say to yourself, you know what? I know it's Sunday and this is like the day of rest. Um, but I have like all this laundry to do. What's really most important? Do you really not have any clean clothes? Or can you say, you know what? I'm going to put that off because I really want to just sit outside and play games with my kids. I really want to veg in front of the TV a little bit. Now, I think I talked about this in an episode. Be careful with making your Sabbath staring at a TV, playing video games, and being on your phone. That might be mind breaks, but you also could be going into now avoidance by doing that, but you're calling it Sabbath, so it makes you feel better. Be careful, all right? Because Sabbath is supposed to be renewing. So at the end of that, you don't want to go, well, there's another day that I wasted that I could have gotten some things done. And then you just never get those things done because you're always finding excuses that I get those things done. All right. So you, you've got to be careful. All right. That you're not using your phone and TV all the time as your Sabbath. Now we will have obstacles. We talked about that. We will have persecutions, maybe even worse. You know, when I, I've been studying Paul and Acts 14, as a matter of fact, and like people tried to stone Paul to death. This is just one of his obstacles. Like they literally thought he was dead and drug him outside the city and just left him there. He wasn't dead. He got back up, brushed himself off. And then went back to the same city. What? That doesn't make any sense. But when you keep looking at Paul, later on in that same chapter, he was telling people all the good things that God had done. So I think it was that, one, we're not going to have to go through those kind of hardships. Let's be honest, people. Unless maybe you're a missionary and in China or Russia, I don't really think you're going to worry about going outside your house in LaGrange, Indiana and getting stoned because of your beliefs. We have a lot of crazies in America, but most of us are not really going to have those kind of hardships. If Paul can get through those kind of hardships, I certainly can get through my minor hardships. Come on, you can do it. But the other thing was that Paul focused on the positive, not the negative. He didn't focus on the obstacles that he did have people that hated him and that he did have people that tried to stone him to death. He just kept going. He went through that fire. Remember the last episode episode I talked about going through the fire? Paul went through that and he focused on the positive. What good was God doing? What were the positive things going on? His foundation was extremely strong. And he knew how important it was for him as a person to share what God had done in his life with others. His faith was super strong. He had people, right? Usually Paul was with somebody on his journeys. This one was Barnabas. He spent time alone in solitude. And he definitely spent time in Sabbath. 
All right. Those were all part of his strong foundation. So as we wrap up, you know, I want you to think about those, those top three things. How is your faith? How's your foundation? Do you need to shore it up on a few sides? What can you do to do that? Don't use the excuse of time. This is important, everybody. You have to make your spiritual walk a priority and not make excuses. So how's your foundation? Are you spending time alone with God, solitude, and are you resting? When I focus on those things and when the, when the walls start crumbling in, I know that those are my three things that I have to keep. And in those, I know I can carry on. I can get through whatever hardship I'm going through. So I hope you've enjoyed this season on leadership. Once again, please contact me, jamelgodlewski at gmail.com. You can also find my website, jamelgodlewski.com. And look for in the future, um, there's going to be a leadership class, kind of like webinars, what I'm thinking, um, coming up. Um, I'm not 100% sure what uh, finishing topics I want to do here in 22. So we'll see what happens between the recording of this and when the next episode uh, actually comes out for something new on a new topic. If you have any ideas, hey, send me an email message me on any of my social media and maybe just some random topics. I can do that. I like talking randomness. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing great. Stay in touch with me. Keep God and your foundation strong. Have fun and be safe.